Hey, this is Allie. And this is Matt. And you're listening to Brew Roots. The podcast that brings you the stories behind your favorite beers. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but arguably a beer is worth a thousand stories. So stay tuned and hear the stories behind your favorite beers. Cheers. Hey guys, you were listening to episode three of season two of Brew Roots. Welcome back, returning listeners. We appreciate your continued support. And if this is your first time listening to Brew Roots, we are a podcast that interviews local brewers. And actually, we do interviews nationwide with brewers and give the story behind your favorite beers. I'm joined today with Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Allie. How are you? I'm all right. Snowed in. Yeah, me too. We have. Uh, I just went outside and I... Uh tried to shovel and uh i think we have almost 13 inches of snow already which is uh you know just to add to the you know other foot and a half and the three other nor'easters we've had in the last 12 days yeah yeah it's pretty crazy here yeah uh you know but i've been drinking a lot of white birch uh brewing company today so it's been keeping me warm and it's been keeping me hydrated so there I'm you all go. Right. i'm all right <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh we hit a milestone this week, 900 followers on Instagram, and uh, I know that we couldn't have done it without the support of a, a select few people, so I know I want to recognize a couple. Uh, Allie, I know you want to recognize a couple people, so take it away. Sure, yeah. Um, first and foremost, our good friend David Gallo. Uh, he's the man, so thank you, David. We appreciate it. Uh, he shared our blog, I don't know, you know, at Brews. Check us out. Thank you, David, and also my friend Eric from grad school. Uh, we're actually in class together, and he was nice enough to share our page with his friends, so I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, David and Eric, and on top of that, I wanted to thank uh, Natalie and Ed. I know they shared it around their place of, of work, and uh, I really appreciate that, and on top of that, um, Sarah Collins from the uh, 20-something and Tipsy blog who actually contributes to our uh, brewroots.com blog as well, uh, shared a post on Instagram, and, and that's what kind of set us over the top. So we currently are sitting at 9.02, um, and we're on a mission to hit 1, 1K and beyond on Instagram. So, uh, Allie, who are we uh, interviewing this week? So this week we are talking to Seth Barnum from True North Ales in Ipswich, Mass. Yes. We did this interview a few weeks ago, actually during another storm of sorts. So it's kind of funny that it's being released uh, the day after our third nor'easter in March. Yeah, absolutely. We were able to, you know, just kind of walk in that day, and uh, we were the only people there. But pretty that's, much, that's that's <laughs> that is truthfully, truthfully unusual for uh, True North Ales. Uh, that's like my local uh, go-to because it's about five miles away from my house. So. Uh, I'm pretty lucky that I have uh, True North Ales as close in proximity to me. Uh, and also their beer is delicious, oh, it's, just as a side note. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so this episode, like uh, like most of our episodes, uh, talks about you know Seth's past, uh, where he came from, how he got into brewing. Then it goes into uh, what True North is doing right now, and then it looks a little bit into the future. So uh, stay with us to the end, and uh, we'll tell you who's coming on next week's episode. Are you excited for that episode, Allie? Oh, of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't get too excited. Let's 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 get this through this episode first. And uh, do you want to introduce it? Yeah, sure. Without further ado, here's True North Ales on Brewers. All right. Cheers. So, anyways, uh, how are you today? 
I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, relatively low-key brew day. We're getting ready to brew session tomorrow and then uh, another batch of double on Friday. So getting ramped up for more production come springtime. Excellent. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself, your role here, and then uh, your first memory of beer. So I am the head brewer here at True North Ale Company. Um, in terms of uh, first memory of beer, uh, let's see, my dad, <laughs> I think my first memory of beer was my dad drinking, uh, what was it, uh, is it um, oh, it's Bulldog Red Ale? I think it's, Cheers. yeah, uh, super old, like uh, offshoot brand, I want to say it's from. Coors or, or one of those guys. Um, yeah, that was that was kind of my earliest memory is him picking that out of the fridge and drinking with his, his poker buddies. Um, but then in terms of my own experience with craft beer, um, really it, it comes down to when I was uh, in college getting to know craft beer for the first time, getting to know beer for the first time with my then girlfriend, now wife at uh, Kenyon College. Um, so most people, you know, their their thing was to drink Natty Ice or Keystone Ice or whatever it was at the uh, at the uh, the nearby frat party. Our thing was to grab a six pack of whether you know Arrogant Bastard or Stone IPA and uh, take it back to our rooms, uh, watch a movie together, and um, yeah, that was that was kind of where I where I fell in love with craft beer for the first time. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the business? So you went to college for? So I went to college at Kenyon. Uh, where is a, that out of? Uh, Gambier, Ohio. Okay. It's a tiny, tiny town, uh, 45 minutes northeast of Columbus. Okay. It's like right on the edge of Amish country. Um, <laughs> so I initially, I went to Kenyon for, uh, majored in psychology, but also dabbled in the natural sciences. Uh, my senior year, well, took, took, a fair amount of organic chemistry that gave me the opportunity to take uh, a science course my senior year in the science of brewing. Okay. Um, and I think it was after my sophomore uh, sophomore year at Kenyon, I got into home brewing. Um, it kind of dabbled in the idea, heard about a couple friends getting into the hobby and uh, stumbled on uh, stumbled upon the hobby. Uh, got into it and got a little bit carried away, uh, as, as you do. Um, and by, by the time that senior year rolled around, um, and I took this, this course in brewing science, decided that that's what I wanted to do coming out of college and, um, lined up a few internships after, after graduating. And from there it was, uh, it was all downhill. So. Did yeah. they have a like a brewing program there, or because I've never even heard of like the classes in this area? So no, they it wasn't an established uh, program. This uh, there was a physical chemistry professor that was a big homebrewing oh, nerd. Okay. So um, it was just something he did for fun. It was basically you know you've you've you know worked through these these uh, natural sciences courses. This is your gift is to so you like get earn. The yeah. yeah, cool. You had, right. to, you had to earn your, your keep in the brewing science course. So, yeah. So were you able to um, kind of take that experience? Because it sounds like you went to college, got a degree mm -hmm. in psychology, never really used it. So 
that's a that's a new it. story for yeah for us because we've we've talked to people who are either engineers, teachers, yeah. financial advisors. Mm-hmm. So you're in a unique situation. Mm-hmm. So you kind of took that leap of faith while you were young. Mm-hmm. Uh, what brought you to this area, though? It's not. Were you f- are you from Ohio originally? Or? No, no. I grew up in Central New Hampshire. Uh, my wife grew up in Portland, Oregon. So we met met in the middle at Kenyon. Um, and after graduating from from school, came back to New Hampshire, was hoping to find work in the industry in New Hampshire. It was a lot harder than I had envisioned, Um, but through a family connection, uh, found an opportunity at Ipswich Ale in in Ipswich, Mercury Brewing to us, Um, and finally got my foot in the door there in the fall of 2011, so. All right. Was that your first experience working in a brewery? So mm-hmm. you had taken the classes in school, and then that w- that was your yep. first experience. All right. Yeah, I had I had interned uh, really briefly with uh, with Todd Mott at the Portsmouth Portsmouth Brewery, uh, which was a really fun experience. He was he was super gracious and gave me the opportunity to to get my get my feet wet, so to speak, in the industry and. Uh, and also interned at a, a local brewery, a, a really small nano startup in, in Holderness where I grew up. Um, but then beyond that, that was, that was uh, the extent of my experience in the industry before Mercury. So after Mercury, what was next? Was it you're going to open up True North Ales or did something happen in between? No, no. Uh, so I was at Mercury for a little over two years. Uh, worked with worked under Dan Lipke, the then head brewer. Uh, he was really generous, gave me the opportunity to to quickly move from, you know, my start in packaging to cellar to brew house, um, and ended my time there as as kind of a dedicated uh, uh, second shift brewer, which which I really enjoyed. Um, and at that time, my wife Laura, she had just wrapped up her master's degree at NYU. Uh, wasn't finding what she wanted in Massachusetts, so she decided to move back to Portland uh, for work. And I decided that, uh, you know, that sounded like a pretty good opportunity for an aspiring brewer to move out to Portland, Oregon, one of the, one of the meccas, of course. Um, so I took that leap, moved out, and spent two and a half years at Breakside Brewing Company in Portland, Oregon. And what did you do there? Uh, started out as uh, an assistant brewer. Um, most of my time was spent, again, in the brew house. Uh, a little bit of time in the cellar and a little bit of time in their R&D program, their smaller brew house. Um, by the time I left there, I was uh, a co-lead brewer at, at Brickside. And then what made you, how, how did you get to where we are today? Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, let's see, summer of, what would it have been? Summer of 2016, uh, Jake Rogers, uh, co-founder at True North Ale, uh, part of the father-son team alongside Gary Rogers, he was coming out for a wedding, uh, wanted to crash at our place, and said, oh, by the way, we're opening a brewery. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be, you know, their, their, not their hobby brewery, at, you know, uh, but kind of their, their nano, their, their small batch brewery. And I was thinking, oh, that's cool. That, that sounds interesting. And then Jake said what their plan was. They're going to go, you know, they're going to go big. They're going to do a 30-bell brew house, and, and we're thinking about a pilot system, and that really it really got me intrigued because um, that's, you know, what I'm used to. That's what I've really enjoyed is being a part of uh, a production brewery setting, uh, not so much 
um, pub or nano. Um, so when he said that and said they were looking for a head brewer, that piqued my interest. And, you know, I'd wanted the excuse to, to come back to the East Coast and, and uh, kind of bring what uh, some, of the, some of the things I had learned out West uh, with me. And it was just a, a perfect opportunity. So who's the mastermind behind like a lot of the flavors mm -hmm. here? Because um, I forget the name of what I'm drinking, but it mm -hmm. is so delicious. <laughs> Did you design this or? So that that is uh, Detour. Uh, that was batch two, coming off our R and D system. Um, so that was originally planned to be a a pale ale, um, but uh, as a result of tweaking and, and trying to learn the, the intricacies of the two systems uh, came out a little bit darker than intended. So plans changed uh, and I just dry hopped the crap out of it basically <laughs> with, with Citra. Mm -hmm. And we have some killer Citra again from Breakside, my former employer. And um, yeah, just turned it into a hoppy, hoppy amber. So yeah, next time around we'll know, uh, we'll know how to dial back color a little bit more. I think. Yeah. What's, what would you say the beer True North is known for? Uh, I think in terms of the, the first core, uh, four core brands that we've come out with, uh, the one that's taken off, at least locally, uh, through our local distributors on the North Shore Seaboard distribution, uh, it's been Session big time. That's, that's been uh, clearing away the, the big winner. Uh, right behind it, Vincian, the Belgian Blonde, has done really well. Um, and then, you know, uh, ba uh, based on what we've been hearing from our distributorship uh, in the Boston area, we're thinking, we're thinking our double IPA could, could do good things down there for us as well, so. All right, so, so what do you see as the next, is that the double IPA? Because, like, I, I feel like the, the craft beer culture goes through, like, trends mm -hmm. every once in a while. Um, so those might be popular now, but do you mm -hmm. see the double IPA being the next big thing? Mm -hmm. Or is there another beer that you see being, like, the new flagship? I don't. I don't think hoppy beers are not going away anytime soon. I mean, that's sure. <laughs> um, that's definitely that's here to stay. And and uh, I think some of those offshoot brands or offshoot styles are going to come and go. Um, for me personally, I think I think if you talk to a lot of brewers, what a lot of brewers would like to see is is light lagers or, or pilsners really uh, kind of uh, become more popular. I think I think. A lot of people are finding some success with hoppier lager styles. Um, I think for us personally, we're also hoping for some success with kettle sours. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's an approachable sour style. Um, we can have a, a fair fair amount of throughput in our brew house for a style like that. Whereas with conventional sours, um, you know. It's it's a lot more labor intensive. It'll take a lot longer to to turn around, um, and I think kettle sours just allow for a lot of a lot of versatility. They can see dry hop or fruiting or spicing, um, and and I think it appeals to a different different palate, a different uh, consumer as well. Um, so we're we're expecting to see some growth with that and some success with with our kettle sours in house. So we kind of know what the consumers might want, but uh, what's in your fridge at home? So what do you drink? So in my fridge right now, it is uh, left of the dial from, from Notch Brewing Company. Uh, 
drink a lot of Notch, and I drink a lot of uh, Night Shift currently. I really, really love what those guys are doing. Um, yeah, super solid hoppy beers, and you know, a Notch is really delicate and beautiful and nuanced uh, sessionable beers, which is right up my alley. So. All right, so uh, what's on the horizon for the next five years? I know you guys have only been open since the fall of 2017. Mm-hmm. So you're coming up on one year in six months. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> exciting. Can you believe it? <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah, we've only been brewing since middle of October. Um, but it, it feels like it's been a lot longer. Uh, yeah, for us going forward, I think my where my head's been at for these first couple of weeks has definitely been, you know, focus on core brands, get those dialed in as fast as possible, um, figure out what those core brands are to a, a, to a certain extent and how they're going to they're gonna fit within their style. Uh, going forward, I think, you know, R&D, I'm hoping to, to get that program uh, up and running and, and get some more input from some of the new brewers that we're bringing on um, and see where that leads us as well. I think R&D... Well, it's going to be great for the tap room. It's also going to feed a lot into core brand development um, and and what True North Ales looks like going forward. Um, and then beyond that, uh, you know, we'll we'll see we'll see where we go. But uh, I would definitely love to to get a um, a you know standard barrel aging program up and running. Um, and it be experiment a little bit with that, uh, bring in, source some barrels from local distilleries as well as across the country. Um, and then even further down the line, we're, we're considering bringing in uh, uh, some equipment to allow us to do uh, conventional souring. So if, with Brett, Lacto, potentially PDO, um, but that's, that's probably a few, few years down the line. But uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It sounds like a nice plan. Um, so at the beginning, we talked about how you guys are, you know, newly open um, in Ipswich. Why mm-hmm. Ipswich? Um, what about the the community? Yeah. Do you love about it? Yeah. So uh, the the decision to to build in Ipswich, uh, basically, that that decision was made before I was in the picture. Um, so Jake and his his father Gary. Um, Jake grew up in, in Byfield, so they've both been on the North Shore for their entire lives. Uh, Gary grew up in, in, in Byfield as well. Um, they just saw an opportunity you know, on the North Shore. They had looked closer into Boston, um, and there were some, there were some appealing um, locations uh, further down that, in that area. But when it, when it came time to, to settle on a location, they they decided they really wanted to be a part of this community. This is, you know, their home. This is the people that they know, and they thought they had something to, to contribute. So uh, the decision was made to, to start an Ipswich. Right, I'm, I'm glad you guys did because <laughs> it's pretty close for us, and um, there's a lot going on in Boston and great stuff, but it's nice to have stuff um, in the North Shore. Which is a good thing. Um, all right, so do you have, and I'm going to phrase this in a specific way, so... Do you have a peanut butter and jelly beer? Now, when I ask that question, I don't mean a peanut butter porter <laughs> with jelly. I, I mean... I was wondering where that was yep. going. I mean, you can eat filet mignon every day, yeah. but sometimes you just want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Do you have yeah. that for a beer? Um, not 
I, you know, I would say not to not to knock it, but in terms of this is this is all positive. Uh, in terms of that um, peanut butter and, and jelly beer, I would say th for me that's cerveza. Um, uh, when I was at Breakside, it was it was Breakside Pilsner. For me, here it's cerveza. It's the beer that's uh, very light, quaffable. Um, you know, scratches every itch. It's 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 got great malt to it. It's nuanced. It's subtle. Um, but not overwhelming in terms of flavor, and you can you can drink it in volume, which so I you can crush a couple. Yeah, yeah, which is what beer ultimately should be. You know, I think oh, it's nice to definitely yeah nice to drink a big beer and a snifter every once in a while. But uh, you know, as a brewer after a shift, you always want something that's light and quaffable and but still flavorful yeah. and balanced. Ellie, you have anything else? What's your favorite beer that you guys brew here? I know you said the cerveza is like your yeah. PB&J, but what's your favorite? That's, that's a tough one. I know um, it's like all your kids. You can't pick a favorite. <laughs> right now, right now I, I, would say, I would say session, but that's really because we've, ha I, we've had the most opportunities to dial that in, uh, and that beer is closest to kind of what I have in my head in terms of what that beer should be. So, <laughs> All right, let's do some social media plugs, where we can find you on the Internet, location, and maybe hours of the brewery. Yeah, so you can find us, uh, our, our website is truenorthales.com. Um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram as well if you want to follow us there. Uh, in terms of the taproom operating hours, we are open uh, Wednesday and Thursday, 4 to 10, Friday, 2 to 11, Saturday, noon to 11, and Sunday, noon to 6. All right, last question for you. What are you most proud of? In the, whole, in the whole world? Yeah, it, it can sure, be whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is like the... Don't limit it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This that, is like that the touchy-feely moment. Um, most proud of. Um, I, think, I think I'm think i super proud to to think about the amount of work that went into this place. Not, not my own uh, hard work, but, um, you know, a portion of that is definitely the, the effort that went into designing these beers, uh, you know, back on a little 10 gallon system and to see them uh, turn into a real product that consumers are enjoying in the tap room is pretty, it's pretty incredible and you know, a feeling that, uh, that I'll never get over for sure. So right now. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks Seth for spending some time with us yeah. tonight. And uh, thanks for having me. Hopefully we can catch up with you further down the road. Yeah. So we have some more stories. To yeah, tell. absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Cool. Thank you very much. All right. Welcome back. Uh, thank you for sticking with us to the end. Uh, I really like that last moment in the episode where Seth kind of says, uh, you know, everything is working together as a team and kind of the team he's built is what he's most proud of. Uh, that's, you know, to be honest, Allie, that's my favorite question to ask uh, the brewers because you really get an inside look into the people they are. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the good teamwork there definitely reflects in the quality of their beer and how beautiful the actual brewery itself is. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to some, you know, uh, True North Ales in the future. Yeah, you know, I'm really lucky. Uh, I, like I said, I live about five miles away from there. And getting through the snowstorm on top of the white birch that I'm drinking right now, or that I drank a little bit earlier, uh, I got a bunch of, like, Cerveza and uh, North Shore Double IPA from true north it's it's they're very very drinkable beers so i encourage you go out there try their beers um you can find them mostly around massachusetts and uh i'm sure if you were to reach out to to uh true north they might help you get it in a local brewery or uh, a local liquor store around you 
I'm pretty jealous that you're able to drink them because I'm a little bit more west than you are. Um, so they're not as readily available around here, but they definitely are. Although I do want to talk about a few things in case you are in the area. Um, tomorrow, Thursday, the, uh, March 15th, yeah, they are doing a Thirsty Thursday brewery run in Maca Pop-Up, which is macaroons. So you can check that out at the brewery. And then on Friday, they're doing Amigos Locos. Um, yeah. To celebrate St. Patrick's Day on Saturday, they're doing Empanada Dada and Phoenix Rising. Ooh, I love Phoenix Rising. I can't believe they are able to fit a, uh, a brickstone oven into a food truck. It's amazing to me. Their pizzas are awesome. They do a sausage and, pep- uh, sausage and onion pizza that I absolutely adore. Yeah, they definitely have some good stuff. And then finally on Sunday, they have a post-St. Patrick's Day activity, which is the Ipswich River Provisions Hair of the Dog. So should be a good uh, week into the weekend with True North Ales. You can can make it. Yeah, how can you get more Irish with pizza and empanadas? You know, I don't... I'm not sure it's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So that's uh, some information about what's going on at True North. Uh, Let's get some information about us. So we are on our quest to get 1,000 followers on Instagram. So if you're listening for the first time, please follow us at Brew Roots on Instagram. Um, We don't want to just hit 1,000 and, you know, say, oh, we're done. Uh, We want to get to, like, you know, a billion Something yeah, like that. We don't, we don't even have a goal. We, we don't just have want a goal. Yeah, we just want we just Keep do it going. for the gram. Yeah, we're also we, yes. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say yeah. We you can also find us on Facebook or Twitter. Yep. Um, both Brew Roots, and then obviously you can listen to us on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and, bunch of places. And we might in the next two weeks have a new platform for our podcast. Ooh, I haven't even told Allie very about exciting. this, but it's a, a big green uh, Yeah, it's the first time I'm hearing of it. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just put it out there. It's a big green logo, and it's a competitor to all the ones that we just mentioned. Ooh, mm. I cannot wait. <laughs> and it begins with spot and ends with phi, so hmm. Hmm, I wonder what it could be. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to do some research. We'll have to do some research, yes. So, with that being said, uh, follow us on all social media platforms. Uh, also... We're on a big campaign to rate and subscribe our podcast. That helps us out so, 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 so much. Um, and if, if you feel so inclined, please leave a, cl- a comment uh, or send us an email, info at brewroots.com, if you have any feedback about the podcast. Uh, I know we just got an email from one listener, and uh, he, he gave us some awesome feedback, so we really appreciate that. Hey, Allie, uh, who's coming on next in the next two weeks? So our next episode coming out is actually going to feature White Birch Brewing, which is uh, so they were in Hooks at New Hampshire, but they're now based in Nashville, New Hampshire, and they're doing a grand opening come April. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Also, uh, Dave, who we interviewed, is honestly probably the most physically fit brewer we <laughs> have ever met. So we are putting out an open challenge. If uh, anyone thinks that they're more physically fit than Dave and want to come on Brew Roots to prove that, um, you have to be a brewer and you have to be physically fit, and we will fit you in. <laughs> We will fit you in. We will fit you in, yes. Uh, so next week, white. Uh, sorry, in two weeks, we got White Birch Brewing Company. And uh, I'm really excited for that episode because I love their beer. Not that I don't love all the people we interview's beer. I just yeah. happen to be drinking that beer right now. Sounds good. Can't wait. Awesome. All right. Well, cheers. And we will catch you guys in two weeks. Look out for some blog posts. And uh, yeah, without further ado, here's a little sneak preview of... Our episode with White Birch. Cheers. Cheers. Can it bring it to the marketplace and have people go, hey, this is really, really cool. 
uh, for me, I think is probably one of the coolest facets of what I do. You know, we got into some specialty beers last summer with different Berliners. We had no idea. You know, you just, you just don't know. So we, we introduced some of them and it was gone. I mean, the stuff was sold out as quick as we could make it. And it was, I mean, it was, it was a pretty cool, pretty humbling experience for us to say, I made that, you know, and to, to take it out and have people go, wow, this stuff's really, really good. 